welcome to the R. Jackson Home Podcast. This week I am joined by Lee Wilson. He's the owner of Jackson Escape Rooms. Thanks for coming on, Lee. Man, I'm happy to be here. Now, you've been on before, so people can get more of a detailed Jackson Escape Room story if they look back in the archives. Um, to the early days. To the early days, like real early days. That, uh, I think it was probably still Luke and Jim. and Yeah. Um, probably when, about the time when I was a guest originally. Um, and, you know... A lot has changed since then, um, but uh, so but why don't you just give us the short version of you coming to this moment? Wow, <laughs> coming to this moment, uh, yeah. My my whole existence the last four years since uh, last I was on has been all over the place. I mean, it's been um, you know a real crazy experience of life. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking about more kids than I used to have. We're talking about more businesses than mm-hmm. I used to have. Uh, we're talking about the whole experience of being on CBS's hunted reality show, mm-hmm. running as a fugitive and uh, winning. Winning. I always forget the. <laughs> I feel like other people should say that part. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Because it's like, well, like, this crazy thing happened to me. I was on a TV show. It's enough say, of a humble brag. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, I can get that. I'm with you on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So I'm glad you're here to yeah, throw that yeah. out there. <laughs> and yeah, now um, we're just kind of in the uh, the thick of getting ready for a fourth baby and uh, figuring out some new fresh projects for mm-hmm. Jackson Escape Rooms. Um, we basically want to knock down all the walls. And take an escape room into the outdoors. Mm. Has uh, has your uh, landlord approved that? <laughs> you know, uh, I don't physically I, removing the walls of your building. Well, right? I'm just hoping that he doesn't <laughs> listen to this podcast and get confused. <laughs> yeah. Um, so so you guys have started branching out, but you've got multiple escape room locations now, right? Yeah, yeah. So everything started in Jackson. I mean, Jackson is is home personally for for me, but also for the business. So it all starts here. And then from there, um, the first place we expanded to was Waco, Texas, uh, which turned out very well in our favor because Chip and Joanna Gaines and all of the HGTV fixer-upper stuff exploded at about the same time, which isn't bad for business. No, and did you hear they're getting their own TV network now? Yeah, and they're uh, building a hotel right next door to Waco Escape Rooms. I hope you have a long lease. Uh, we're doing all right. <laughs> we're, we're set. <laughs> so, yeah, we did Waco, and then um, we actually have three escape rooms in the Nashville market now. Two, three. Yeah, two in Murfreesboro, and then one in Franklin. See, I didn't know about the other it Murfreesboro. It moves so room. fast. Yeah. It just happens. You trip and fall, and all of a sudden, you got another location. Yeah, so so when you guys are taking on a new location, what's the what's the thought, what's the the process like for you? Um, it's, it's pretty simple. Uh I mean, executing it is complicated, but mm-hmm. basically we're looking for the right place. Um, so a location that seems to be growing, it has a, a sustainable customer base for playing the escape rooms, mm-hmm. uh, whether that be just a large enough population in general to keep it going, or there's some tourism coming through, mm-hmm. which is kind of the Waco model, um, the right time. So that it makes sense for us financially as a business, but it makes sense for us personally and what's going on in our individual families because we we try to prioritize the people that are involved with the escape rooms mm-hmm. over and above like the businesses mm-hmm. or even the rooms themselves. Yeah, and that that includes ownership, but it also includes everybody that comes and plays and works for us. Um, so that's a big kind of piece of the puzzle. And the last is just the right person to to make that location their baby. Mm-hmm. Um, because 
you know, escape rooms are complicated animals and they don't necessarily require an owner to be up there all the time. Mm-hmm. But at any given moment, anything could happen mm-hmm. uh, and you have to be able to respond to that. Yeah. And so we've got to have the right person with boots on the ground that can play that role. And, you know, one thing that I've noticed uh, and I think is probably the same in some of the other locations, there used to be a lot more room changes in Jackson. Mm-hmm. That slowed down a lot. And, yeah. and I think the my understanding of one of the Murfreesboro rooms is like they've been the same rooms from the beginning. From the beginning. Yeah. So talk about that for, I mean, I'm, obviously the Jackson market's a lot different than the Murfreesboro market. Sure. And I'm sure... The, They're all different. Each market is completely different in mm-hmm. terms of who plays the rooms and the strategy that goes into to those experiences. Um, I mean, our newest one is in Franklin. And the people of Franklin are used to very like high quality experiences. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we ended up purchasing, it's called Live Minds Adventure Escapes. And when you walk into it, like without exaggeration whatsoever, it feels like you're walking into Disney World. Mm. Like the level of set development and construction is on par with anything that you would see mm-hmm. while you're waiting in line to go you know, on some Disney ride. Um, so it's phenomenal, but the puzzle themselves needed a lot of work, and that's kind of mm-hmm. where we came in to, mm-hmm. to fix the room. Your strength uh, but your actual question was not that. <laughs> no, but that was a good answer. That was still a good answer. <laughs> <laughs> you're, what, what do you was re- rephrase you, your question? You've, you've and I'll give you, you more succinct. Switching, oh uh, yeah, yeah, switching yeah. rooms. I'm not avoiding that. Yeah, um, yeah. What it really amounts to is that when we first got started, we thought that in a market like Jackson, especially, mm-hmm. that we would have to turn over rooms. Yeah. To keep people coming back. That's what I would think. But we were completely wrong. Uh-huh. I mean, we thought that every six months, every eight months, we'd be rolling out completely new content. And so what you would have is you would have essentially temporary experiences that are getting refreshed uh, with some frequency uh, because we thought there would be a point when we would track the numbers and they would, you know, there would be the rise and then a plateau and it would start to dip. And the thing is, we've got three rooms that have played for two years mm-hmm. and there's not been a dip. Like it's just so stayed steady. And so we're, we're looking to the market really to tell us when mm-hmm. it's time to roll out new content. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's that's an interesting. I wouldn't have anticipated that. I mean, I could see that happening in Waco, where you've got reoccurring or new visitors all the time, and a bigger population in Murfreesboro. Um, but that's interesting that that pans out here in Jackson as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's because like Jackson, the economic engine of Jackson is not the citizenry of Jackson. It's mm-hmm. the people of all over West Tennessee. Uh, and so instead of building a business that has to be sustained by 70,000 people or even 100,000 people that live in the county, you're talking about building a business that has contact with 350,000, 400,000 people yeah. uh, that live in the surrounding counties that kind of mm-hmm. make Jackson their hub city. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, all of those people, when it comes time to have a birthday party or to do something extra special and fun mm-hmm. or even, you know, fill a gap of time after going to Walmart or Sam's and mm-hmm. eating at Cheddar's or coming downtown to Rockendale, yeah. um, they're looking for something new and different to do. So even even saying that you know like those rooms have been around for a while, still our average player has never played an escape room before. That's so interesting. So so business to business because this has turned into a business podcast, which I'm cool with because I love <laughs> business podcasts. Do you feel like you're missing out on the? Uh, the the players that have already played. Um, 
Yes, but the thing is that when you're talking about uh, the mavens, right, those people that are going to jump into something new and they're going to devour it, when they get done devouring your thing, like they're ready for something new mm-hmm. immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that initial base of customers that got us up off the ground and running and rocking and like mm. created the experiment gone horribly right that's mm-hmm. Jackson Escape Rooms, you know, like the the burn rate for providing them with new content is mm-hmm. would be impossible yeah. to keep up with. And it wouldn't be a sustainable business model. And in conversations we've talked about before, that's the hardest thing for you, right, is the the new idea. Uh yeah, it, it's it's the new idea. I the whole thing is complicated. I mean the the specific thing like if I had to like really put my finger on one thing that is the most difficult things that we do, thing that we do in escape rooms, it is creating something new and then making sure that that new thing is like calibrated perfectly in terms of its difficulty Mm -hmm. because you want something that is challenging to people Mm -hmm. and they have to think outside the box and you know it's unconventional to how they normally would Mm -hmm. like solve problems in their day-to-day life but it can't be so difficult that it shuts them down because then it's not fun yeah but it also can't be so easy that you're really building a follow the directions room instead of an escape Mm -hmm. room Mm -hmm. so that like nailing that is is very complex and so, so, so it sounds like the the newness. I mean, you're not haven't been rolling out a lot of new rooms. So, are you going to get rusty at nailing that difficulty <laughs> level? I don't think so because you know we haven't rolled out new rooms in Jackson, but mm-hmm. we've rolled out new rooms in our other locations mm-hmm. um, because those markets are, are different markets. Yeah, uh, and then even in Jackson, like technically, like the Mastaba room is still the Mastaba room because of the storyline and the flow through space. Mm-hmm. But since since Mastaba rolled out two years ago, we've completely redone every single puzzle in the room mm-hmm. once or twice. And so it's we're being we're updating gotcha. it, we're refreshing it, uh, and making sure that there there's new content. Well, that's good to know because and we, I joke with you that I've filmed in your location so many times, and so I've. Like, unfortunately, there's a couple rooms that I wasn't able to, I felt like I couldn't enjoy because <laughs> I filmed people going through them, right. sometimes multiple times. And, um, uh, but that's interesting to know that you're changing the puzzle. So if you've done one in the past, it may be different today. Yeah, for sure. And, 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 and I, would, I would also add that if you are, if the listeners in a different place that you guys have one, they're not like Mastaba One and Mastaba One in Murfreesboro. No, they're completely different experiences. The the rooms in Murfreesboro, the ones that I visited, were compl- like it felt. It didn't feel like Jackson Escape Rooms. Yeah, to me. they're. I mean, they're literally award winning escape rooms. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a a group called the Roomscape Artists. That's the premier escape room review website. They play hundreds of rooms each year, uh, and they named one of our rooms the the Blind Pig one of the top 10 rooms that they played in the entire year last mm-hmm. year. Um, so it's just, it's a different place. It's a different market. It's a different group of, uh, a group of players that, um, you know, are able to pay more money, mm-hmm. which gives us more money to work with yeah. in creating sets, especially. Yeah. Now, um, one thing that you had mentioned earlier is you're kind of breaking down the walls. 
of your escape rooms. Uh, not li- literally. Knock them down. Let's um, get out into space. But, so you, you've you been talking, You one thing that you guys recently did that, uh, unfortunately, due to uh, the burden of children, I was unable to attend. The, uh, the pro- blessing. Uh, y- yes, yeah, that's what I meant. Of children um, the, who are uh, also a burden. Yes. Um, the, uh, we were, uh, what the listener doesn't know is that we're both coming off of periods of being like taking care of kids by ourselves. So like the, bur- the burden feeling is real for me. Beloved burden. Let's Beloved burden. Um, and, uh, but you did prohibition, uh-huh. which was a live event. Um, talk about, uh, uh, the move to live events and what, what's your hope with those? Um, well, okay. So since we're, since we've gotten on like a business to business type theme, um, so Prohibition is a, an event that we basically started with a product that already existed that was developed in Madison, Wisconsin. Oh, okay. And then I reworked it to, to specifically make sense in the Jackson mm-hmm. environment. So some of the puzzles were already there, um, but then all the locations, all of like the physically moving through space, mm-hmm. that was something that I did. And the reason that, that we did that, which is not our normal way of Yeah, because usually content, you're coming from scratch, right? Yeah. So what we wanted to learn from a business standpoint from doing Prohibition mm-hmm. is how do you run an event like that successfully? Yeah. There's... Because we're talking about, so Prohibition was basically a, a scavenger hunt meets escape room. Yeah. Which means that the way that you move through uh, South Jackson, which is where people were for the, the game, um, is each step is like an escape room puzzle. So it's, it's more than just like... Go your, find this object. Yeah, like your traditional, uh, your traditional scavenger hunt will give you like a very specific destination and you have to go there and you have to find something that's hidden there. Mm-hmm. Um, for this, it's a puzzle that helps you to figure out the location and that's how you get to that location and then yeah. you find another puzzle. And so you keep kind of working through the experience like that. But what we needed to learn um, is how do you logistically uh, take care of 200 people that could well, be arriving at the same clue. Yes. Yeah. So while they're scrambling all over South Jackson, how do you manage that? How do you mm-hmm. make sure it's an outstanding experience for all 200 people? Mm-hmm. How do you avoid log jams of everybody showing up at the same place at the mm-hmm. same time? And so we wanted to work with a product that had already been tested. Who'd experimented and figured yeah, that out. Yeah. yeah. So that we, uh, we weren't starting from scratch mm-hmm. in regards to the game and executing the experience mm-hmm. um, because really all of that was a setup for us to jump into what I'm really excited about uh, which is our our next citywide experience mm. um, called Secret City and uh, the reason that I'm excited about it is that I've been writing it from scratch for the last two years okay essentially um, and what it's going to do that I, I don't know of anything else that does something like this like mm-hmm. this is a completely new thing from anything that I've come across. Yeah. So the 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 escape room, the escape, the, the citywide escape experience is going to be based on the actual history of Jackson, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And so as people play the game, there's going to be this like crazy, uh, intriguing, mysterious story that kind of holds all these pieces together, mm-hmm. and that will be fictionalized. That will come straight out of me and my crazy brain. Mm-hmm. But along the way, all of the different specific locations and pieces of historical information that people encounter 
are going to be like real story of Jackson kinds of things. Mm-hmm. So you get to come to downtown Jackson. You get to be out on a beautiful day, walking around the coolest part of the city in my book. Mm-hmm. Uh, and while you're doing it, you're learning about the history of this place yeah. uh, and experiencing it in a different way very different way than you would if you just were walking around Mm -hmm. shopping for things or reading historical markers yeah or reading historical markers and you know like i'm going to incorporate all of those different Mm -hmm. elements into the experience so a lot of stuff that that people may see every single day they'll get a chance to look at it in a completely Mm -hmm. different eye-opening way and so you said you've been working on that for two years. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I've been deep diving into the history of Jackson for quite a while. So two years in, are we two years out? What are we? No, no, no. My, my plan is to do it this summer. Okay. Yeah. This, it is, it is halfway finished. Yeah. Uh, it has been, I test drove it in the fall, the first half of it with mm-hmm. a group of people. And so I know how that played out, and it was awesome, mm-hmm. and it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I'm very close to this thing actually taking place. And did you, by that experiment, did you see the need to do the the, the prohibition thing? Yeah, absolutely. Because I was working with a group of 30 people mm-hmm. and having them all over downtown, and you're able to monitor that very closely mm-hmm. as one individual. Yeah. Um, but if we're going to invite two, three, four, five hundred 500 people, I mean, like if it's going to be a large-scale thing, yeah. uh, it's a, a different yeah. animal altogether, altogether. Well, let's take a little break here, and then we'll come back and talk some more about that history stuff you've been working on. So, Between the Tennessee and Mississippi Rivers, this is R. Jackson Jackson home this week. I'm joined by Lee Wilson. He's the owner of Jackson Escape Rooms and International Man of Mystery. Um, it's what his business card says. Uh, <laughs> but you know, you talked about deep diving into Jackson history. Um, my question is is not why, but what's driving that passion? So, like a year ago, I started reading Revolutionary War books, and I haven't okay. stopped. Um, and a lot of that was triggered, no joke, by watching Hamilton. Okay. Um, and I'm still like I'm just so fascinated by each of these characters and I finish one and I'm like okay I need to read John I'm just starting John Adams right now so it's like there's a there's a backstory there what what uh, what pushed you into this Jackson history uh, I think it's 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 a few different things um, here's a, a little uh, freebie for the four of you that are listening who love Enneagram stuff um, I'm a five. Okay. Uh, with means. the four wing, that's fine. You don't have to. I'll explain why that's relevant. Um, basically, the best description that I've heard of a five personality type is that you are the kind of person that sees a universe, sees the way things are on a large scale, and you want to take it apart and examine the pieces and then put it back together. Uh, and when you put it back together, you make it better. You make it different. Uh, and you understand it. Uh, and then the four wing part means that I like to do things in a very unconventional way, which is uh, played out in my life for sure. Yeah. So that's just the way that I see everything. I think it's the reason that I'm good at escape rooms. I think that it's the reason that I was good as a fugitive on Hunted is I just see it, I dismantle it, I put it back together, I make it better, and I figure out how to like execute that thing. Mm-hmm. And um, as a, an outsider in Jackson, Tennessee, 
um, you know, I, I grew up in Texas, and uh, you know, it was a very Dripping Springs. Yeah, Dripping Springs, which is is becoming a bedroom community for Austin. So really, like my childhood was in Austin, Texas, mm-hmm. um, and even going into middle school, high school, like weekends were in Austin. When keeping, you weren't uh, throwing. Uh, yeah, slinging a baseball around yeah, yeah. and all that. You know way too much about my life. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me a little uncomfortable. <laughs> I like to have secrets. Is that the five? Is that the five? I don't know. I just like to have secrets. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Texas boy. And, uh, you know, I grew up, I went to public education, public schools, and there weren't any questions about, like, there weren't really other options where I lived. That was just mm-hmm. yeah, the normal did. way. Yeah. And there were excellent public schools, and that's just what you did. Uh, lived in Kentucky for a while and got exposed to Southern culture, got to exposed to how complicated things get in a, uh, a, a racially loaded um region of the world that you know I didn't experience in the same way in Texas Mm -hmm. and then moved to Jackson and got to see some more of this like tension between public schools and private schools and homeschools and all these different decisions that are taking place and all of this is taking happening while I'm having a family and Mm -hmm. so like the my world is kind of being taken apart for me in a sense and then I feel like oh god this is chaos I need to put this back together Mm -hmm. the only way I know to do that is to like start to understand a place. Mm-hmm. Um, and what makes sense to me is understanding the history of the place. Mm-hmm. Um, the story of, of where something came from, how it became, what it is, what are all of the component parts that make that place that place. Uh, and then once you know that, you can move into the future. Uh, and that's just like kind of where I'm at mm-hmm. in life is, is trying to understand what makes Jackson Jackson? What is what makes Jackson special and unique? What does Jackson have that only Jackson has, in terms of um, like great qualities, mm-hmm. but also major problems and hurdles mm-hmm. and obstacles that need to be overcome? And so, you know, that's kind of my mental space is focused on Jackson in that way right now. And uh, along the way, like. You know, I created this business by accident in Jackson mm-hmm. Escape Rooms, uh, and it grew and developed into more escape rooms. And I've kind of put myself in this position, almost unintentionally, where I get to take the things that I'm interested in and fascinate me mm-hmm. and force other people, mm-hmm. figure out how to force other people to have fun with them. Mm-hmm. You know, so like if I'm this is a creepy example, but you know, if, if I have an interest in like what makes the mind of a serial killer work, mm-hmm. right. Uh, just as like a psychological thing that I'm curious about. Well, now I'm in a position where I can create an escape room mm-hmm. where I kind of dip into that yeah. a little bit. And all of a sudden somebody's getting kidnapped and they have to figure out how to escape. And yeah. you know, I'm not, some people go to jail, you make money with it. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of, that's kind of it. And so my, one of my latest obsessions is this whole idea of what makes Jackson Jackson mm-hmm. and where did this thing come from? Mm-hmm. And the, the piece that is very different for me is that from Texas, you know, in Texas you have a relationship with the civil war. But it's almost um, that traditional notion that we as Americans have experienced since the Civil War where soldiers go off to fight, right? Mm -hmm. And so in Texas, you had soldiers, mostly went to the Confederate Army, 
some that went to the Union Army. Mm-hmm. They went off to fight, and it happened far away. Was it? And so it's yeah. it's present, but it's it's not like drive down the road to the battlefield. Yeah, exactly. You know, you're not driving. Um, Shiloh is not far away. Mm-hmm. Corinth. I mean, like all of these places are. We're in the the middle of where all of that happened. And so it's just a very different thing that mm-hmm. I've not ever been able to wrap my mind around. Mm-hmm. And so uh, my interest in history, in Jackson's history specifically, started with the Civil War mm-hmm. and understanding the dynamics that were there. Mm-hmm. And you know, so I, I spent time reading biographies of uh, people on all sides. Nathan Bedford Forrest, um, you know, the infamous Nathan Bedford Forrest, mm-hmm. Confederate. Uh, general to Robert E. Lee to Ulysses S. Grant from the North and Stonewall Jackson and Abraham Lincoln and all of these kind of big key figures, you know, like I'm trying to understand what was the air that people were breathing, mm-hmm. and then from there dial in to what was happening here mm-hmm. in Jackson. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the best way to do that, and we're finally getting to you know a specific example of yeah. something about Jackson. Um, one of my favorite people in the history of Jackson is a man named Robert H. Cartmel, who very few people know about. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing that makes Robert H. Cartmel so interesting is that uh, he is from Jackson and was born in the 18, early 1830s, I believe, 1820s, 1830s. Um, went off to, to law school at Cumberland Law School. Uh, and came back to Jackson planning on being a lawyer, um, but for health reasons, he couldn't, he couldn't handle it. Like, he couldn't hang. And so he ended up basically running his family's plantation. Uh, and there's a Cartmel Street that's just a, mm-hmm. a mile east of downtown. Um, so that's where he lived when the, the Civil War began. And when the Civil War began, he decided that he was going to go off and, and fight for the Confederate Army. Uh, and the specifics of this are kind of lost. Can't history. lawyer, but can well, go the, fight that's in a war. the thing is he couldn't though. <laughs> like so, he went off and he got sent back. Oh, okay, and so he never like I don't we don't know what exactly it was that prevented him from being mm-hmm. able to like do these things, but he had something going on uh, medically, I suppose. And so he came back to Jackson, and he was living in Jackson, running a farm, running a plantation. Uh, for the whole of the Civil War. Mm-hmm. And during that time, from really the 1850s until he died in 1915, he wrote journals almost every single day. Mm-hmm. And so I have one of them in my bag. There's 33 volumes of his journals of everything that happened. So when uh, the the Union Army led by, um, I think, Colonel Hurst, uh, burned downtown Jackson to the ground, mm. which I say downtown. It was only it was Jackson. Yeah, that was Jackson. Uh, when when Jackson was burned to the ground, uh, you know he's writing about it in his diaries, and it can like see the smoke from a distance. Uh, you know when the Battle of Shiloh is about to happen, not too terribly far away from here, he's reporting in about it. When um, you know the robbery of the Union Bank of Tennessee took place in 1859. Uh, murder and robbery, he was writing about it. And so you have all of these um, firsthand eyewitness uh, writings about what was happening in Jackson during that time. Where did you find these? You, you just look for things. Um, I, I read. No, know? but like who, who preserved those? Um, you know, because like 
you're like, oh, I'm going to preserve my crazy uncle's <laughs> journals that he's always writing. Well, okay, so there are, there are key historians that are really important in Jackson's history. Harvard Alexander mm-hmm. um, is maybe been the on the important show. right now. Uh, his mentor, and I'll say her is uh, Emma Summer Williams, who wrote Historic Madison. She was a teacher in Jackson. There's, There's a really... library at Union named after her. Yep, 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 yep. No, uh... No. Am I wrong? Yeah, that's Emma. That's Summer Waters. Summer. I think there's. A, is it, what's her? What name did you say? This is great radio. Emma so. Summers Williams. Summers Williams. Okay. Yeah. But the Emma Summers thing threw me off. <laughs> yeah, it's the same, but then it ends differently. Yeah. And I don't know who she was. We have a union connection. People who are listening in. Sorry, Emma Inman Williams. Oh, yeah. So I was the one that, that was, was conflating yeah. those things. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, you know, I started studying just the basic histories of Jackson, mm-hmm. and they would make references to Robert Cartmel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I decided to start chasing that down because I like to read the originals mm-hmm. and found out that the state of Tennessee archives is in the process of digitizing all of his writings. Yeah. Uh, and I think they have three posted. And so I just downloaded the PDF yeah. and sent them off to be printed and bound <laughs> and sent back to me. And uh, I read them. Nice. To the best of my ability. <laughs> well, um, so when we when you're ready to display to the world the the things you've been learning about Robert Cartmel and Jackson, you know where where are people going to want to find that at? Um, so that's a good question. <laughs> uh, really, the social media presence of Jackson Escape Rooms is the easiest yeah. way to kind of get a pulse of what's happening next. Mm-hmm. So the, the what's happening next most immediately is we're going to roll out a new escape room in Jackson, which will happen in the next month. Uh, and then after that, we'll roll out Secret City. Uh, and I think that if I do it right, it will be hard to not know that Secret City is happening. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a, a big to-do. Yeah. All right. Well, Lee, thank you so much for making time to, uh, to join us and... Uh, for choosing to, to make Jackson home and helping to make it a better place. Thanks, man. Glad to be here. Today's podcast was hosted by Kevin Adelsberger. Our intro music was performed by Aaron Harden. It was recorded live at The Code. To find out more about The Code, visit their website at www.atthecode.com. To find out more about our Jackson home and to read more about how amazing Jackson is, visit ourjacksonhome.com.